Welcome to the Thrive with Omu podcast, where each week I'll chat with an amazing entrepreneur on their growth journey. They'll be sharing this with us to help and encourage us to take that bold step. Hello, hello, hello. Today I have with me this fine gentleman called Jonathan Granick. He's the founder and financial planner of Wonder Wealth. And he caters for people below 50. He likes the young crowd. And um, something a lot of people don't know about him is that he's a travel junkie. Hi, Jonathan. Thank you for jumping on my podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey. Yeah, sure thing. Well, uh, I'm out of San Diego, California, uh, sunny San Diego. Um, and I am a financial planner, as you said. Uh, I really love helping people find balance. Uh, I think that's, you know, I think we all crave freedom and we don't always know how to find it. So helping people use their money to create more freedom in their life uh, is something I'm really passionate about. Awesome. Awesome. Um, why did you choose people below 50, really? Yeah, that's a great question. So people in their 20s, 30s and 40s, they're creating the foundation for their life. My parents are my why for why I went into financial planning. They didn't get intentional about their life and their money until it was too late. They're in their 60s and retirement was already upon them. I help people become more self-aware around money and make more intentional decisions earlier. If you can conquer your money at an earlier age, time is power and you can leverage your greatest asset, which is how much time you have. Uh, figuring these things out at an earlier age sets you up for a lifetime of options, not limitations. Waiting too long invites a lot of limitation. And that's, that's the life my parents have lived. They scrape by month to month on Social Security, which is just retirement income in America. And they scrape by month to month and they're just their focus is always on what they can't do. And I want different for other people. I want them to make those smarter choices earlier on in life so they can have more options and more freedom and live a life on their own terms and not always be stressed about you know, what to do with their money or how to use it. Always live in a, in a headspace of, no, I can't have this. I can't have that. I want to empower them to live for more and to be able to afford that lifestyle too, that they dream of. That's true. That's, that's true. And, and, you know, we, you, it's very easy to miss it um, when you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, because you just think that life would go on like that. And then suddenly retirement, Meant hits you, you know, all of a sudden. So, how did you how did you find yourself where you are today? How did you get there? Yeah, that's a <laughs> been a lot of journeys. I will say it's kind of two parts, two big areas that led me to where I am now. For one, was my travels. I lived in four countries: uh, Australia, Colombia, and Peru, as well as growing up in the United States. Uh, incredible experiences and changed how I think. If you've done a lot of travel, it changes who you are, how you think. Yeah, 
Yeah. What you value. And uh, so the travels were a big piece of this. And that's a big reason I focus on folks who enjoy travel is helping them find more ways to seek travel and personal growth. Um, so that was one of the positive experiences I had starting out was doing the travel. It changed my values and, and it created this sense of freedom, being able to experience the world, see the world. So I want to help other people do the same. So that was like a, a very foundational part of how I got started. Um, after the travels and living in so many countries, including a camper van in Australia and being a digital nomad in South America, those were all incredible, unique experiences. And when I got done with those travels, I was thirsty for more. I came back and I said, how can I create more freedom in my life to be able to continue having such incredible experiences, meeting new people, seeing new countries, all these things? Well, I started reading about real estate, started reading about passive income, how rental properties are a really great way of creating passive income so that you can you know, get more time back to do the things you love. So I became obsessed with real estate and the idea of passive, passive income and rental properties. So uh, I got hooked on some podcasts around it and I got motivated. So I saved up a chunk of money and I bought a rental property in uh, West Atlanta where I grew up. And that was a rougher part of town. I'll just go ahead and say that. But this was my ticket. My, my parents have never handled money well. They've always struggled with it. So there's always been this sense of limitation in my family when it comes to money. And there's always been this scarcity mindset that I have in my own life around yeah. They're never being enough. So I got into this rental property thinking this is going to be the solution. I'm going to be able to create passive income, create wealth to, to rescue my parents, to save my parents from their situation. I put so much pressure on my own shoulders to save them. Um, so I bought this rental property thinking, all right, this will be the chance. Create passive income, travel the world, save my parents, financially be secure for the future. You know, thinking this is like the one golden bullet that will solve all those problems. So I bought the property. <laughs> And here comes the fun part. So um, never really had dealt with you know, real estate before. So I was jumping in head first, kind of jumping into the deep end and learning how to swim as you go. Um, I did a lot of research. I did all the research I could. I talked to all the people I could. I wasn't just willy nilly. Like I jumped into this with a lot of preparation, but even still no amount of preparation prepares you for real hands-on experience. So yeah. I brought the I bought the property. It was an older property and it ended up being the rental property from hell. In the first 4 months of owning this house, it caught on fire. It flooded me. Yeah, it caught on fire. It flooded. There was a crazy cat tenant whose cat sprayed all over the downstairs. I had to replace the, the flooring for the entire downstairs. Um, my car was stolen wow. out in front of the house while I was fixing it. Oh, no. I'm not done either. This is like no. legs from the Bible, you know? It's um, <laughs> everything but locusts, really. Um, there was an attempted break-in. There were multiple gas leaks, which were very scary to deal with. 
There was um, in a close like uh, sleep uh, bed bug infestation that almost happened. Um, and there were a number of other things. It was just one thing after another. So um, it was really going zero to 60. It was just very intense. It, I bought this property. I had this naive vision of, you know, rainbows and unicorns and financial security. Uh, and, and, you know, I jumped in this rental property and ended up being an incredibly challenging experience. And I'll just be, I'll just be honest with you. This period of time was traumatizing for me. Um, I, can imagine. I can imagine. Did you have to sell it? Yeah, I ended up holding on to it for two years. I ended up holding on to it for two years. Um, but before then, I had to navigate around three to four panic attacks at different points in constant anxiety. That feeling in your chest, if anyone knows anxiety, it's this feeling in your chest that almost feels like you've got a heart, you know, you're going through a heart attack. I'd never experienced it in my life before. And it was incredibly hum humbling. Um, and yeah, I eventually did sell the property two years later for a profit, luckily. But for a profit? I was going to, I was actually going to ask who bought it. Who bought it? Um, I don't know the gentleman personally. My real estate agent connected me. But he didn't know, the, he obviously didn't know the backstory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so I fixed it up. I did a lot of good things. That property was in much better hands when he got it than when I got it. Um, I put a lot of time, money, blood, sweat, and tears literally into, into this property. So he got a much better situation. But the lessons that I learned from that experience were balance. I thought I could will my, I was so motivated by other people's success thinking, oh, I'm listening to these podcasts on these people that retire at age 30 from passive income in real estate. You know, I can create all these opportunities for my family. I listen to other people's success stories and think I can do the same. And you know what? You can do the same, but you got to run your own race and you have to be mindful of your own Absolutely. limitations, you know? Um, those, yeah. Like if you ever struggle with anxiety or panic attacks, that's your body telling you you're going too far. You need to step back a, a one, two, even more steps than that. You need to scale it back. I was ignoring my own self-care with this stubborn will that I'm going to just power myself through this. I'm going to will myself through this pain. And it doesn't work that way. Um, that anxiety humbled me in a real way. I've never been that low in my life. So it was wild. Yes. Yeah, speaking of running your race, you do notice that it's actually getting worse with the with social media and all that. A lot of people are pressured because you're watching people and they make it seem so easy. And you're wondering if something is wrong with you and you're wanting to, you know, run, run before you crawl, you know, and, and all that. So I can, I can actually imagine, do you still have? I'll see that last part. Do again. you do still have the panic? Do you still have the panic attacks? Do I still have the rental property? The panic attacks. The panic attacks. The, the anxiety. Oh, panic attacks. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, no, and actually, uh, I'm excited to share that I do not have the panic attacks anymore. Um, 
I find that when you push yourself too hard, you go too far in one direction or too far the other, your bodily, your body will usually let you know you've gone too far. So those panic attacks triggered a, a lesson within me of understanding my body can only go so far. So since then, I have really gotten a lot wiser to self-care techniques and not pushing myself too far, not letting to, you know, not putting too much pressure on myself to save my parents. I, I've done a number of things to find balance within my own life so that I can, you know, operate in a way that makes sense for me instead of just this stubborn, relentless will through everything. Um, and I'm happy to share some of those self-care routines yeah. with you. Um, kind of techniques. Yeah, some of those techniques, um, meditation. Yeah, can you share one of the techniques, those? Sure, sure, yeah. I would say the first one was therapy. Um, I reached out to a therapist for the first time after the panic attacks. That was immensely helpful. We try to put so much pressure on our own shoulders, and we don't really share it with anyone. And that is just such a weight that we shouldn't need to bear. So therapy was a huge breakthrough yeah. Um, in addition to therapy, uh, I meditate to slow my mind down, to slow my body down, you know, diet and exercise, eat better, uh, exercise regularly. I was not exercising at all when I was doing the rental property. So I could see my body's ability to handle stress was way lowered. But when I started working out, my body just felt lighter. My mind was lighter. It's like I was out of my head and into my body. And there's got to be a balance between living in your head and living in your body. So making that balance better and getting back in the gym was incredibly helpful. Um, so really just reaching out to others for help, not just self-reliant, being a lone wolf, relying on yourself for everything. I started leaning on others for more help, and it started with the therapist. Um, and there's also another thing I wanted to share too. The last big thing I said, is gratitude. So before, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you know, um, I actually shared that, um, at a meeting this morning and I was saying to them that, yes, you're brought up to be grateful. You've always heard about gratitude, people about gratitude journals and all that but not until the lockdown when we're all locked inside your emotions are going haywire you listen to the news and all you hear is people dying or you know things like that you're losing friends or friends of friends and you know but there was just a lot of emotional turmoil everywhere and I decided to look into this gratitude thing. And I realized that it was just, it was more than just saying thank you, you know? And it, it was amazing. It was magical what happens when you actually, you know, express gratitude. And then I learned to keep the gratitude journal. I, I in, in the past, I wonder why would I keep writing, but I'm, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, you know? But I did an exercise. I can't remember what um, webinar I attended. And they said we should write 100 things we're grateful for. And it was a huge task. But I actually did feel better after doing it. 
Sangri with you, gratitude does go a long, long way. A long way. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I love that. I'm glad that so tell me, So tell me, how are you living your best life now? Yeah, I mean, yeah. With all, that, with all that you've been through, happy you've shared with us what you went through, and it was really a major setback. Thankfully, you sold it at the prophet, and thankfully, you, I mean, you, you sought for help. Um, but the two years you were in that property, you were with that property, wouldn't have been the best of two years. So if it didn't set you back financially, it did set you back emotionally. Yeah. So how did you, I mean, going from all that to becoming a financial planner, all niched, well niched, well organized and all, how did you get there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I wanted to, I love that the gratitude stuck with you. So where am I today? I've got my own practice that I help people in their journey towards creating freedom. And I've learned a lot of lessons from being in the trenches myself and going too far in the wrong direction, going too overboard, becoming too obsessed. You know, it's all about balance. And the biggest thing I help folks with is defining how much is enough. That is such an important question, because if you don't know how much is enough, then the default answer will be more, 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 more. So how much is enough that can be used financially? How much is enough? But also um, in terms of the hours you spend working versus the hours you spend on self-care. What does that balance look like? So how much is enough can be used in a lot of different areas of your life. So I help people find balance within those because I've crossed those lines myself and tripped on my face and had to learn from those lessons. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as where I'm at now is, is practicing gratitude every day. Um, that's, that's a big one in the, in the shower. I'm going to share a technique with you in the shower. Every morning, I say three things that went right yesterday and three things I'm excited for today. And I was in the shower this morning. And one of the things I was looking forward to was this podcast oh, right here. I'm going Because it's it's not like keeping out of your scene. So it's really easy. I'm certainly going to practice that. So what, what plans do you have for the side of you? Are you oh. there? Uh, I was breaking up. You said, what plans do I have? What plans What plans do you have for the travel junkie side of you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I have worked it into my practice where every five clients that I get, I treat myself to a one-week remote work trip. So, oh, nice. one, yeah. So last one I did was down in Lake Atitlan in Guatemala. It's one of the prettiest lakes in the world. It's got three volcanoes that, that surround it. 
And I worked remotely from there for, for an entire week. And um, I just hit uh, another five clients. So I'm going to plan for January. I think I'm going to go back to either Central America. Yeah, it's January. So I'm probably going to do Central America, somewhere tropical again, and do another remote work week. <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe nice. Panama. That might be the That's next nice. You really do like traveling because immediately I said travel junkie. He smiles broadly. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't say enough about it. The people you meet, the experiences you have, life success to me is the memories you have at the end of the day, the memories you create. And it's even better if you can share those experiences with someone you love. Those that's the best use of money in my mind. Like, what is money for? For me, it's not big houses and fancy cars. It's doing having incredible experiences with people I love and creating memories that I'll take to the grave. Yeah, that's important. That's important. I'm glad that you're living your best life now. So if there's anyone who's listening who is below 50, I'm sure they'll start looking for you. I love to chat with them. Absolutely. Money is one of those taboo, awkward topics that people don't really know where people to begin to, to talk about it. In the past, which it was a topic we tried to avoid. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I love creating a safe space for people to talk about money because it's so much deeper than dollars and cents. There's a lot of fears insecurities, limiting beliefs. There's so much psychology that plays into money that leads us to procrastinate around money. And the most expensive thing you can do is not that investment or this investment, it's procrastinating on your money. So I watched my parents go for decades without saving or getting intentional with their finances. And now they live a life of limitation and now my sister and I are also impacted by that. It reverberates for generations to come. If you don't make smart financial choices, your children, your children's children also, you know, are impacted by that as well. So there's a lot to it. It's a very important cause to, you know, to help people with. So I'm very passionate about it. I can tell. It's a good thing that at least you've broken, you've broken out of that um, um, that limiting belief you know that you got from your parents yeah absolutely there's there's a lot we get from our parents our, yeah. our mindset around money we get from our parents our views of the world we our, get mindset, our, our mindset about a lot of things actually yeah yeah absolutely helping people unwind what they've learned with their parents <laughs> There's a lot of work done there. It's like unwinding how your parents approach money and unwinding because we tend to follow suit. We do what our parents did. So you have to unwind that. Um, and that that takes work in itself and a guided conversation. And I love taking people through that conversation. It's it's really helpful. And and, and what's cool too is this self-awareness that people get today, it pays off for decades to come. If yeah, you learn this stuff. Uh-huh. It does. It does. It's yeah, been, been a fantastic. It's been fantastic talking to you. Is there any other thing you'd like to share with uh 
followers? Yeah, I would just say it's all about balance. So emotional balance, more, more, more isn't always the answer. Define how much is enough for you financially and then live a balanced life in achieving that. There's things out there like hustle porn, I call it, like Gary Vaynerchuk, who is just hustle, hustle every moment of every day. No way. I don't I don't subscribe to that stuff anymore. Find balance that works for you. Everyone operates at different paces. And once you find that balance, respect it. Listen to your body. You know, anxiety is a real and, you know, seek the help you need. Don't put it all on your own shoulders. Um, so, you know, that along with the good old financial planning message of, you know, don't wait till later as well. Start earlier in life to start getting intentional with your money too. That's another important one. And I'll add from what you said, run your own race. Yeah, that's a great one. I love that. It's so true. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jonathan. I'm sure that I'll drag you back sometime. <laughs> well, you won't have to drag that hard. I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Thrive with Omu podcast. This is your host, Omu Obilo. Thank you.